Thank you for joining us today on a new episode of the NACF Podcast. As we continue to make our way through this pandemic, we continue to pray for you and your family's safety, health, and well-being as we make our way through this as a church family. We can't wait to see you again when things return to a new normal. In the meantime, we have a new episode entitled, Why Here? Coming up. And today I want to talk to some folks who want to know what is the significance of this experience? Why here? Because if you miss the why of your here, you won't take full advantage of being here. So don't miss the significance of here. Service and we'd love to just see you. They said we could drive through, and so we'd love for you all just come. Uh, you can bring your offering, you can bring your 2020, uh, bring your envelopes, uh, or if you just want to drive through and wave at us, we'd love to just be able to see your face. So I'll be hanging out outside as soon as we cut off here until about 2:30. Uh, those of you, there's some of you that may not go to the Aliante Church, but you live in this direction and you just want to wave at me or wave at the pastors that are here. Uh, we'd love for you to come by, uh, just drive through after service and either give your 2020 gift for your envelopes or just come and, uh, and wave at us. Amen. We're going to Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter uh, 37. We're going to do verse 5 through 11. And then we're going to drop down to verse 23 and 24. Then we're going to go over to Genesis 39. And there's a word for the Lord for here. We are for you today. And we are tracking down this word. Why? Because as we continue to look at purpose for this entire year, you got to know what your why is. And sometimes God has to tell us why. Uh, and so we're going to keep going uh, down that road with our series. Genesis 37. Starting at verse 5 in the New International Version. It says, Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream and this time the sun and the moon and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. And when he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come down and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Let's jump down to verse 23. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe the ornate robe he was wearing. And they took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. There was no water in it. Let's jump over to Genesis chapter 39, verse 1. Now Joseph had been taken into Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him from, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. 
Let's jump down to verse 20 of chapter 39. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Our topic this afternoon is why here? Why? Here. I, I know why me. I know why now. I know why this. I even know how I got here, but why here? Have you ever asked the question, why am I here? I'm not talking about why am I here in terms of life. Uh, that, that's the central question of all human beings. Why do I exist? Why was I created? What is my purpose? That why am I here is a question that we're going to be chasing all year long. We're going to chase that question down all year because here in New Antioch you meet Jesus, you change your life, and you find your purpose. So I don't mean why am I here. I mean why here? In this place, in this city. James, I thought I was going to be living in Atlanta. So. Why, why am I stuck in Las Vegas? Why in this city? Why on this job, somebody might say. Somebody is wanting to say, why here in this hospital? Why here in this marriage? In this profession? In this community, why here, in this situation, in this condition, in this body, in this church, in this room? God, why am I here? Because when you find your purpose and you walk in it, you will be sent to a location. I wrote a book that says Back to Eden. And in a book, Back to Eden, I said, God gives you space in terms of life, time, potential, and location. And actually, there may be multiple locations on your journey. So you need to understand the purpose of God in having you show up here. There is purpose in here. Uh, the Clark sister said it like this. There is a process to our fulfillingness. There is significance to every experience. And today I want to talk to some folks who want to know what is the significance of this experience? Why here? Because if you miss the why of your here, you won't take full advantage of being here. So don't miss the significance of here. Don't miss the purpose of being here. Don't miss the lesson that you're supposed to learn here. You're going to miss the joy of here. You're going to miss the praise party if you miss the why of here. Even if here is a hard place, even if here is a crazy place, even if here is a trying place, even if here is a ridiculous place, even if here is an ugly place, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you might be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So count it all joy, even if it's a, a deep place. Even if it's a, a dry place, 
an unproductive place, a, a confining place, a place of rejection, a place of abandonment, like being thrown in a well without water, because this is just where we find Joseph in the text. Joseph is the 11th son of Jacob. Jacob now is the son of promise whose name was changed to Israel. His 12 sons become the 12 tribes of Israel who are God's chosen people. They are chosen to be a nation that Jesus comes through. Chosen to be the nation that Jesus comes through. And some of you know the story. Jacob was in love with Rachel who couldn't have children for a long time. But once she finally had a son uh, in Jacob's older years, this son by the name of Joseph became daddy's favorite. The Bible says he was his favorite because he had him in his old age. But we also know that he had him by the woman that he loved the most. And so this Joseph begins to have dreams. God is showing him his destiny, but not so much his purpose. Because your purpose is what you're born to do, but your destiny is where you're going to end up. And so we know that Joseph is going to end up as a ruler of some kind and that all of his family is going to be bowing down to him. That's the dream. But we don't know why until we get to the end of the story and we find out that there's a famine coming and the only way that his entire family ends up surviving is because Joseph ends up being a ruler in Egypt and he prepares Egypt to save all of the other nations around them. So Joseph is having these dreams and he doesn't know the purpose at the time, but Joseph is having these dreams and he tells his family these dreams and the boys already hate him. And now they hate him all the more. And they find an opportunity to kill him. That was the original plan, but one brother felt bad about it and they threw him in a cistern. Now, a cistern is not quite a well, but a cistern is a built-in hole in the ground that's designed to catch rainfall. When the cisterns were empty, they were often used for makeshift prisons. They just throw people in them to, to hold them for a while. And Joseph, whose dream was that of rulership and prosperity, finds himself in a dry pit. And I can just imagine that he just might have asked God, why here? I suggest to you that there is a purpose for every place you find yourself on your journey to destiny. I'm gonna say it three times because this is my bottom line. I suggest to you this afternoon that there is a purpose for every place you find yourself in on your way to destiny. There is a purpose for every place you find yourself in on your journey to your destiny. So Joseph is in this pit. God, why here? I can imagine God may have said, he didn't say this, but I imagine he could have said, I'm going to pivot you here. I'm going to pivot you here. You see, his destiny was in Egypt. But again, he didn't know that yet. 
All he knows is that God gave him a dream and now he is in this pit. But the pit was just a stop. In the pit, he's really just waiting for a ride. He don't know that, but in the pit, he's just waiting for a ride. And some of you, here is where you need to be to catch your ride. To catch your ride to your destiny. The, the, fact, the fact that there was nothing happening in the pit. There's no water in it. There's no provision. There's no way out. There's nothing you can do. That itself is an indication that this stop is temporary. See, Joseph knew that his life was going somewhere, but this place was going nowhere, so it had to be temporary. Somebody needs to tell themselves this afternoon, this is just temporary. Yeah. If we had a church full of folk, I'd tell you to tell your neighbor, this is just temporary. But you don't have to tell yourself, baby, this is just temporary. So just other than, than waiting for my ride here, other than just waiting for my next step, why here? And I told you, God told me I'm going to pivot you here. Um, but, but for Joseph, here also saved his life. Sometimes God has you here to save your life. Who am I talking to? You see, the enemy meant to take you out, but God provided a place called here. You see, if that cistern hadn't been there, there would have been no place of safety for Joseph. And God had to place some of you in protective custody. Some of the reason why some of you are here is because God has placed you in protective custody until your rod can get you here and you can finish where you're going. No telling what you would be doing if God had not confined you here. And some of you, if it wasn't for protective custody, no telling where you'd be. No telling what you would have been doing last night. No telling what your life would have been. And so God protected him here. But my point is not that God protected you here, but that he pivoted you. Here's where Joseph's life took a turn. You see, if his brothers had not tried to get rid of him, he was headed in a whole other direction. He was headed in the direction of being daddy's favorite. He might have gotten into the family business. And then when the famine hit, he would have been just another hungry son like the rest of them, and they'd have no favor in Egypt. So the pit stop was necessary in order for God to pivot him. He had to get him into the right direction for his destination. For some of you, being here is about getting your life turned in the right direction for your destination. See, anytime you need to pivot, that means something had to stop. You have to stop before you turn. You have to stop the direction you're going before you can turn into another direction. So God is saying to some of you, I'm going to pivot you here. It, 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 that's what you're going through. It's not a problem. That's a pivot. Uh -huh. 
I had to intervene in the, dire the direction that your life was going. It wasn't going to get you to destiny. That relationship you were in was not going to get you to your destiny. I had to stop you to pivot you. That, that, that job that you had was not in the direction of your destination. That habit that you had was not in the direction of your destination. That behavior that you had was not going to get you to your destination. That church that you were in was not getting you in the right direction. That family that you was connected to was not getting you in the right direction. It was a necessary ending. And I know it cost you a lot, but it was not a problem, y'all. It's a pivot. That financial issue, it ain't no problem. It's a pivot. That, that, that job loss, somebody lost a job this week. It's not a problem, baby. It's a pivot. That, 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 that relationship rejection, it ain't a problem. It's a pivot. That conflict ain't a problem. It was a pivot. That diagnosis you got from your doctor, it ain't a problem. It's a pivot. That upheaval of your life, it's not a problem. It's a pivot. And y'all know what? For some of us, this pandemic, this ain't no pandemic. It's a pivot. Well, it's good to me. So why? Here, I'm going to pivot you here. Here is just a change of direction. So now, you've changed direction because you've caught your ride. So Joseph catches his ride, and some Israelites came by, and they sold Joseph. Joseph is sold now into slavery. They sell him where? In Egypt. They sell him in Egypt to a man named Potiphar. So now he's a slave in a house. Why here? I, I, was, a, I was a ruler in my dream. Folks were bowing down to me in my dream. I went from being the favorite son of a rich man, and now I'm a slave to the chief of police at that. I'm in a country that I've never been in. I'm away from a father who thinks I'm dead. I can't get to him. I can't comfort him. I can't tell him I'm all right. I'm alone in a strange land, and I'm a slave on top of all that. God, what you showed me doesn't look anything like this. So why here? I can imagine maybe God could say at that point, I'm going to prepare you here. Ah, every place has a purpose. There's a significance to every experience. He lands in the house of one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. It is here that he can learn all about Egypt, the ins and the outs of the government, how the culture is and how things are run, how things are operated. It is here that he sees important people, that he overhears important conversations, that he learns some important things. He learns how to handle himself like an Egyptian official. He learns how to talk like an Egyptian official. He learns how to dress like an Egyptian official. See, we have hindsight of Joseph. We know how the story ends. Is, we know that he's going to be an Egyptian official because he could have been sold to a carpenter. He could have been sold to a brick maker. He could have been sold to a rich merchant. But God had a purpose for here. 
I'm going to prepare you here. I'm going to bless you even here. Who am I talking to? I'm going to prosper everything you touch even here. My hand is on you right here. You're in that. If you're in that place this afternoon, if you're in that place where you're alone or you're uncomfortable or you're humiliated or you've been frustrated, you've been looked down on, you're out of place, you're out of your element. Look, y'all, don't resent it. Don't fight it. Don't trip about it every day. Understand that God is preparing you here. He's teaching you here. He's perfecting you here. He's molding you and he's shaping you right here. And, and, and when I look at Joseph, I see something. I see something, Sharonda. I, I see one thing we need to try. Try not to mess up while you're here. Take what you have to take. Learn what you have to learn. Be what you have to be. But try not to mess up while you're here. Stay on God's good side. Keep your integrity. Don't be like them. Don't take on the evil, even if it's a prominent place of evil. Potiphar saw that Joseph was blessed, that he was smart, that he was gifted, that he was a great administrator, but that he put him in charge of the entire house, but that also made him a target. Because he's young and he's good looking, and the Bible said he even had a great body. And Potiphar's wife tries to get him to sleep with her. So know that the devil is going to come after you, even right here. You see, the devil is a copycat. So just like God pivots you and changes your direction, the devil comes after you to try to change your direction away from God. He trying to get you to pivot too. Some of that temptation was all about the devil trying to get you to pivot. Because you were going in a direction that God had you going, and he tried to throw something in there. He's just trying to copycat God. He saw how God turned your life around, so he's going to come in and try to turn your life back around the other way. But you got too much riding on this. Don't get distracted by being stuck here because you're not stuck here. It's not going to end here. The story's not over yet. But you got to try. Not to mess up here. But Darian, this is where I have a problem with the text. Joseph didn't mess up. He turned her down. He ran out of the room. He did the right thing. He didn't do it, but she lied and said that he did. And the next thing he knows, he's in prison. Really, God? Come on, man. Here? Why? Here. Joseph, I'm going to promote you here. I know it looks crazy. I know it looks like he stayed on God's side and God let him down. But every place has a purpose and there's a significance to every experience. He doesn't just go to any prison cell. He lands in the part of the prison where the Pharaoh's prisoners are kept. Yes, it was hard. Yes, he was there a long time. But the whole time he's in prison, he's continuing to develop his administrative skills and he's making the right connections. So not only is he getting his skills and he's putting charge of the prison and everywhere he goes, he's doing good administration and getting more and more skills. But now he's making the right connections. See, y'all look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Over here, Joseph has 
a dream that one day his family is going to bow down to him. As we know, because we read the end of the story, that that's going to happen over here. When there's a famine in the land and his family has to come to Egypt to buy grain and they end up moving there because Joseph is the guy that's in charge here. That's the destiny. That's the end of the story. That's the fulfillment of the dream that God gave him when he was over here. So it just so happens that he is out there with his brothers away from his dad, and they throw him in a cistern. And it just so happens that some Ishmaelites come through who are headed to Egypt. And it just so happens that he, that he is sold to an Egyptian official who has access to the king's part of the prison. And it just so happens that he meets the king's people in the prison. And it just so happens that those people start having dreams. And it just so happens that the two things Joseph can do is interpret dreams and administrate anything. And when that guy gets out to prison, it just so happens that the king starts having dreams. And after Joseph interprets the king's dream, it just so happens that the interpretation of the dream is that the king needs an administrator. Every place has a purpose. There's a significance to every experience. So in the cistern, I'm going to pivot you. In Potiphar's house, I'm going to prepare you. In the prison, I'm going to promote you. And now I'm in the palace. After all of that, after all the years, after all the humiliation and the betrayal, after all the disappointments and the letdowns, after all the detours and the delays, I end up in the palace. But this place has a purpose too. So God, now that it's good, I still need to ask you, why here? Well, now, Joseph, I'm going to purpose you here. You see, this here is not about you. It's about them. This here doesn't have a purpose for you. This is where I purpose you. This is where you will do your greatest good and meet your highest purpose. You will see what you saw. When I get you there, uh, Joseph, you'll finally see what you saw. You'll see here what you saw back there. The dream now that Pharaoh had was that there would be seven good years and, uh, and then seven years of famine. So Joseph was put in charge and Egypt stored up for seven years. When the famine hit, everybody had to come to Egypt for food, including Joseph's family, who were the beginning of the, of the nation of the Israelites. And so they're the beginning of the Israelites, so they had to be saved. They were God's chosen. He saved a whole lot of nations during that time, but saving the family was a higher purpose than even saving all those other nations. Why? Because of Christ. Christ had to be sent through this family. So this was Joseph's higher pur- purpose. Yeah. 
So for some of you, sometimes your job may look like it's your greatest achievement, but it's really only a front for your purpose. You might have thought your degree was your greatest achievement, but it was just a front for your purpose. You might think your business or your agency was your greatest achievement, but it's just a front for your purpose. You might think your career or this product that you have is your greatest achievement, but baby, it's only a front for your purpose. Joseph saved many people on his job, but Saving the family was why he was sent to preserve the nation that would bring Jesus into the world. God had this thing perfectly planned out. There was a purpose for every place. There was significance in every experience. And the same is for you. Wherever you are, there's a reason for here. Because notice this too. No matter where Joseph ended up, wherever he was, he created prosperity. Wherever he was, he was blessed there. He was prosperous there. He was put in charge there. He was allowed to operate in his gift wherever he ended up. He was highly favored and anointed no matter where here was. So whatever it is that you're called to do, whatever it is that you're born to do, that you're anointed and equipped to do, that you're blessed and highly favored to do, you have to do it from where you are. This word comes today to change your attitude from why here, from what am I doing here to I can do this from here. (laughs) I can do this from here. If I'm an intercessor, if I'm a praiser, if I'm a preacher, if I'm a prophet, if I'm an encourager, if I'm a giver, I can do this from here. If I'm a parent, if I'm a teacher, if I'm a leader, if I'm an administrator, if I'm a worshiper, if I'm an entrepreneur, I can do this from here. If I'm a, if, I can do this from here. I'm not going to fight being here. I'm not going to get discouraged here. I'm not going to punk out here. I'm not going to stay frustrated here. I'm going to stop complaining about here. And I'm not going to be miserable here. I'm going to say that three times. I am not going to be miserable here. I'm making a decision. I am not going to be miserable here. Because there's a process to all fulfilling this. There's significance to every experience. There's purpose in every place. God's got me here. You might as well go and accept it. God's got me here. He has walked out my steps. He has predestined my way. He will pivot me here. He'll prepare me here. He'll promote me here. He'll purpose me here. He'll protect me here. He'll perfect me here. He'll propel me here. He'll prosper me here. He has predestined me right here so I'm going to be fine right here right here in this marriage right here in this job right here in this city I'm gonna be fine right here right here in this family right here in this business right here in this process I'm gonna be fine right here right here in this agency right here in this ministry right here in this community somebody holler I'm gonna be fine right here I'm going to be fine right here. And the same song, it seems like all through this time, God is just keeping, every time I do one of these wise, God has me in the same place. I'll just say yes. I don't know if you can transpose it to A flat. All right, already. God has me right. All you have to say 
Why me? Why now? Why this? Why here? All of the whys. It really comes down to just saying yes. To really just saying yes. I'll just say yes. I'll just say yes. I'll just say yes. You lead the way. I'm not afraid of what it means for me to say. This life you gave is not my own. I'm trusting you to hear my yes and lead me on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My life is yours. Lift those hands wherever you are. Yes, Lord. Surrender. Just say yes. I'll just say yes. Tell God you lead the way. You lead the way. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid of what it means for me to say. Because this life that you've given me, God, it's not my own. It's not my own. So I'm trusting you, God. I'm trusting to hear my yes. And go ahead and lead me on. So I give you my life today, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My life is yours. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My life is life to God. Yes, Lord. If you've never really given your life over to God, then yes, really you're not saved. Lord. Because that's what salvation is. It's giving God your life and totally living, depending on Him. And some of you may have said a prayer before yes, that invited God into your life, but if you didn't really give yes, your life to Him, then you need to pray that prayer again to make sure you're truly saved. So if you've never given your life to God before, or if you need to do it again and really mean it this time, then say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. I give you my life. I give you my days. I want you to take over. I give you permission to change the direction of my life. Save me, God. Save me, and I'll live for you for the rest of my life. 
In Jesus' name, amen. And let me pray for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Those that have given their lives to you, we pray for them right now. We seal this decision. God bless them. God change them. God touch them and let them find why you had them listen to this word today. Why you have touched their hearts. It's because you have a pivot for them. You have a change for them. God save right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And if you prayed that prayer, we ask you to send us, send us a note. Put it in the comment section. Or you can go to our website and, and get in contact with us. There's a book we want you to read called Saved, Salvation 101. And it's going to help you on this journey as God pivots you, prepares you. And then as he protects you and as he purposes you, as he promotes you, he wants to do that for you. We want to be a part of that. If you need a church home, you don't have to wait till the pandemic is over, the quarantine is over. You can join our church right now. We'd love to have you as part of our church family. So just reach out to us and we'll get you that book and we'll get you all signed up to be in our church family. And we're going to help you. We're where you need to be connected right now so that God can do what he's doing in your life. And now the rest of us that know this word was for you. The rest of you that know this word was for you today. That you got to get settled with being here. You got to stop fighting being here. You got to begin to see the purpose of God having you where you are right now. Whether it's in a marriage you don't want to be in or on a job you're fussing about or, or in a home in a physical condition, in an emotional condition. Cast God, what is my purpose for being here? God, I know you have a purpose for here. And I know that this is not my final destination, that you're taking me somewhere else. But God, I need to be begin to surrender to your will for my life and go ahead and make the best of here to understand that whatever you call me to do, I can do it right here. Joseph did it as a slave. Joseph did it as a prisoner. And you have to do what God is calling you to do right here. Quit waiting for something else to happen and surrender that to God. So Father, in the name of Jesus, all of those, God, that you have predestined, all of those that you have called, they may not understand why they are where they are right now. They may not understand why they're in Las Vegas or whatever city they're in. They may not understand why they're still in the military, why they're still in this marriage, why they're still on this job. They may not understand why they're still dealing with this illness or this sickness, why their children aren't getting any better, but God, give them the certainty that you have a purpose for their here, that there's a purpose here, that there's a promotion here, that there's a preparation here. In the name of Jesus, God, we surrender to where we are. God, we can be settled here without being satisfied here. We know that this is not the end of our story. We know this is just a pit, a pit stop for us, but God, give us what to do while we're right here. God, we refuse to be miserable here. We refuse to complain and pout here. God, we surrender to your will for our life. And we thank you for it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My life is yours. Peace.
but he saves the best for all who trust you and obey. There is an answer, no more delay. I'll say yes, yes, Lord. This is for you. This time is personal. This is for you. Yes, Lord. 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 you all for being with us today we want to remind you uh, you all if you want to come by you can start coming now we'll be out of here in just a few minutes and uh, we'll be outside just to greet you to take your envelopes if you want to do that uh, I'll hang around here until 2:30. for those of you who may want to come by again either to bring your 2020 envelopes you can bring your tithe you can bring your offering you can just come by. Just come say hi to us. Let me see you. Let me see that you're doing okay. Uh, we would love to do that for you. We'll give you more updates of when we'll be back in service. We can't wait to really see all of us again together. Uh, but we're going to do it safely. We're going to do it right. It is prayer week. It is prayer week and we're excited. Uh, who would have thought we would have had two prayer weeks in this pandemic but that's okay we're gonna make sure that it's not just a pandemic that it's a pivot that it's a pivot we're gonna come out of here different so we'll be fasting and praying Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday our fast will again be from sunup to sundown and these days are getting longer and so it's gonna give you more time to just really be before the Lord uh, in order to, to uh, kind of help your day go, we're going to not do like we did last month. We're going to do it every even hour. So one of the pastors or ministers will be coming on uh, for about 10 minutes or so every even hour. So we'll have our prayer at 7 on the Aliante page. Prayer at 7 every day, 365 days a year. You can have prayer with us at 7. And then at 10, 12, 2 and 4. One of the pastors will be on uh, Facebook Live, uh, the Aliante page, or the, the House of Antioch page, uh, the House of Antioch page, right, for our members at 10, 12, 2, and 4. And then at 6, we're going into our, uh, our regular um, corporate prayer that we do every month, the first Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of every month. And there'll be prayer and there'll be a word. And that'll be on our main pages, our big pages, uh, from uh, starting at 6 until about 7.15.
Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So join us for prayer week. We're going to back to the basics, and we're going to talk about declarations, how to declare into your life. Because the Bible says we could have whatever we say. The Bible says life and death is in the power of our tongue. So we're going to learn how to declare in our life. I'm a declaration person myself, and so we want to teach you that skill. Get back to the basics and change the things that you say and watch God change things in your life. Amen. And so we'll be talking about declarations and we'll be in prayer and fasting. That's sun up to sundown with just water. Sun up to sundown. We need this fasting and prayer. God is pivoting us and we're going to come back to this church with power. We're going to come back with more people. We're going to come back with more prosperity and we're going to come back with more purpose. But you got to do it through fasting and prayer. Amen. Amen. Prayer is the work. Then God works. And then we join into his activity. And so we God bless you for being with us. Uh, we'll, we'll have more announcements of what we're going on. Next Sunday, this same time, is Mother's Day. So get your mom's lunch together and sit down with your moms and watch the presentation that we're going to have for you next week to celebrate all of our moms. So God bless you. We thank you so much for being here. Spend the afternoon telling God, yes telling guys no more delay when it comes to your purpose come on let's tell him we'll just say yes yes central campus at newantioch.org that's n-e-w-a-n-t-i-o-c-h dot org or for our Aliante campus you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org that's n-e-w-a-n-t-i-o-c-h dash a-l-i-a-n-t-e if you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus or for Central Campus that's New Antioch Central at 77977 Thank you.